everybody, welcome. You're listening to the Amplify podcast, brought to you by the Rise Collective. We champion creatives and build collectives at the forefront of social change. I'm Arden Fitzroy, lead producer, and this is Queer Joy, the second series of Amplify. This series was created by the next generation of creative leaders and changemakers. These are our own stories, on our own terms. Hi, I'm Pete. I use he, him pronouns. Hi, I'm Kenya. I also use he, him pronouns. And this is our segment of the Rise Amplify podcast. And today we're bringing you a cool, good, trans, sexy podcast. Called Stitched and Strapped. Yeah. So on this episode, which is our first episode, we're looking at the self, as in yourself, feel yourself, love thyself, the one-to-one, the solo experience. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about our trans bodies and our relationships to them. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about things like masturbation, toys, pornography, which reminds me, Kenya, we do have a content warning. (laughs) Oh yeah, we do. Uh, So we want this to be like informative and feel accessible, but we're talking about sex and there might be some potentially graphic content since it's sex. So Mm. uh, just a heads up with all that, I'm not looking to get a phone call from anyone's mum and dad because I'm I'm not going to No, no. I'm not trying to get a phone call from anyone's mum and dad. Unless unless it's a hot dad, in which case, please uh, tell your dad my number and tell him to give me a call. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Moving on. (laughs) Um, As much as we want this podcast to kind of like be for all trans people, I'm going to try and make it as inclusive as possible with the resources and topics topics but we the hosts both identify as trans masks so. yeah so our personal knowledge and insight based on our experiences will probably lean towards the trans masculine camp uh in this episode we'll be highlighting some great trans creatives discussing some art sharing some poetry and then we'll be finishing off with a sexy trantham to send you all off into the night but before we get into all that good stuff kenya why are we doing this why is this podcast important Basically, I didn't have it, you know, and sex is confusing for cis people. For that, it's important to have these resources and this information out there so that it can help to empower yourself as trans people. You know, a lot of the trans narrative, it's not negative, but like we don't often see trans people being told they're sexy. So I kind of want to change that. As well, um, I think as a general populace, as the human race has started to work past the stigma around (laughs) things like sex and masturbation, you know, all the resources that I've seen for those things, they never seem to be trans friendly. But trans people are sexy too. We like having sex too. We fart during sex too. <laughs> and all those other things. Uh, just you on that one, mate. Just yeah, okay. you. I definitely don't do <laughs> but that. Basically, what I'm trying to say is trans people deserve sex positivity. It's really hard sometimes to feel like you can engage with generally sex positivity when all of the people leading those conversations don't look like you or live like you or talk about the body parts that you have. So this is trans sex. By the trans all the trans all trans all good all go okay so the first thing i think that we uh we're going to talk about in this podcast is we just kind of wanted to set the tone with a bit of a chat about our relationships to our bodies and whether that has kind of changed throughout transition and i don't know about you 
Kenya, but I feel like my relationship, my body kind of pre-medical transition was a pretty classic trans trope <laughs> of <laughs> I hated it. Um, <laughs> I don't think connecting with my body uh, was something I was very interested in prior to having access to things like hormones and surgery. The kind of simple answer to the question, like, has my relationship to my body changed throughout transition would be a yes. <laughs> yes, it's much better. I think um, as my body gets closer to aligning with the way that I saw myself in my head through things like hormones and surgery, it feels a lot better. It feels a lot easier to be able to go like, this is my body. This is the body that I have and feel comfortable with and want to experience explore mm. rather than like it's this alien thing my brain is stuck in and I don't want to like you know I don't want to get to know it I'm not going to walk yeah. around some like <laughs> empty spooky spaceship that's not mine but what about you um to be fair like I, I think you know that's the difference which means you're quite later on in your in your transition whereas I'm still mm. I'm a baby you know I think I came to the conclusion quite not late I always knew there was something that wasn't quite right but I couldn't put my finger on it and I think for me as well, because as a person, I, I don't mind the sliding scale of femininity and masculinity. My relationship has changed since being on hormones in terms of like my voice has gotten deeper, which actually makes me a lot more comfortable with the femininity that my body still has because I'm so early in no, I get transition, what you mean. if that makes sense. Yeah. So I'm more like, like, like it I'm feels, guy, it cool. feels more like this. Maybe this sounds really stupid, but it feels more comfortable enjoying the feminine aspects of yourself because they don't feel anymore like they contradict your identity because you're like, well, there's other parts of my body that align with my masculinity. So I can enjoy the feminine mm -hmm. parts and it doesn't change that. Yeah, absolutely. As well, like as a person, like I've I've always been like really really sporty and stuff anyway so my figure has always been more quote-unquote masculine Kenya's always so... been ripped is what he's saying <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying that I'm not you know we're not going on the vanity train that's not where I was going <laughs> love yourself do you know what I mean love yourself yeah, love thyself love um, thyself in the context like, in the context of the episode I think the kind of more direct question is has your relationship with self-pleasure and like interactions with your own body changed during transition has it changed for like the better for worse um has it just changed <laughs> it's changed for the better in terms of like I feel like personally like there's a lot of toys prior that I wouldn't have, have looked at because I, I I get dysphoric sometimes mm -hmm. about like the lower area but then there's stuff that for like bottom growth which if you don't know what that is you get a get a little pee pee essentially hormones, um, and hormones uh, testosterone treatment make makes you grow little penis just little one so it's it's been kind of empowering to just have that and be like wow okay like this is a cool change i enjoy this there's toys that i can use for this so yeah what about yeah. you I mean, in alignment to what I said earlier, because I was so, I felt my own body was like so inhosp inhospitable in every way. Yes, it's like the relationship with, with myself and self-pleasure has improved because like my ability to connect with my own body at all has improved and become like a positive thing. Although I would say there's still hold like maybe some internalized transphobia issues around my own body, which is kind of frustrating sometimes. There's like still some stuff I'm processing, but certainly having in the times where I do feel uncomfortable about my body, having some more like obviously masculine elements that align with my masculine identity to kind of like connect to. Like if I'm like, uh, 
mate. Uh, having a vagina. Uh. <laughs> I, I can go, oh, well, you know, look at these other more masculine parts of myself. And I can kind of, I guess, yeah, like, I guess I can like romanticize and sexualize those parts of my body as bits that I enjoy and connect to. And you can focus on the idea of self-pleasure being pleasure within the self rather than just explicitly having to engage with self-pleasure as in touching yourself. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah, yeah, no, it does, absolutely. I think as a general thing, like, we have this idea of self-pleasure just being like, yeah, I'm just going to do things to myself. <laughs> you know, like... I, yeah, I'm I just going to ram something aggressive. in there and it's like, no. Yeah, and it's like, it's so aggressive. Like, you yeah. have a whole body to kind of, like, work with. And I think being on hormones or having access to those surgeries can sometimes make that body, like, more accessible and more like, wow, look at all these, like you were saying, you know, all these mm. different features that I can touch and be yeah. happy with and be and like, I wow. Guess, I guess in a way as well, like, having that experience, like, making that physical journey opened me up psychologically to the idea that like self-pleasure can be something that goes beyond the realm of like just stereotypical like genital only masturbation you know Mm -hmm. I don't think I would have thought of finding pleasure in the rest of my body and being able to enjoy myself as a sexual entity rather than only something that can be sexual with other people there to play off Mm -hmm. of so thanks testosterone for making me hot (laughs) (laughs) I mean that that is the true secret that's why we do it you know that's that's the only reason okay it's not i promise (laughs) okay cool so our next section is an ambient sound piece of work from aj i've got a bio here that aj was kind enough to send me through and i'll just read it for you now so aj who uses they anti pronouns is a black non-binary queer multidisciplinary artist and the founder of beat for the gods which is a creative makeup space for black non-binary people their current creative work centers on the healing nature of self-love and its potential to facilitate growth and joy. And you can find their work on Instagram and SoundCloud, both of which the uh, links to I will add at the end of this episode. Um, but now we have to share with you their piece of work, Untangled Earphones. Let go of the tension Let go of your sheets Open up and uncover your body 
your feelings space to be That was really amazing. I'm not like, I, like I, yeah, it was just beautiful. And like, it was so like visually stimulating. Like I could see like lots of things whilst I was listening to it and like the descriptions that they were giving. Yeah. I could see those and I could see myself in those moments. Um, yeah. See, I, yeah, it was really good. I really like when I came across the piece, I think what I really loved for me, what felt like it really connected to like the theme of this episode was AJ added in the caption uh, when sharing the piece of work on Instagram. They kind of been exploring keeping track of their voice through changes on testosterone um, by like creating work and exploring things like breath and and like vocal tones. And I actually heard the piece before I read that. And mm. that feeling of connecting to your body and exploring um, like new parts of yourself. For me, it, they just it felt like the piece of work has such a strong resonance of of like pushing into your own voice exploring your own voice exploring your own breath feeling present within your body within yourself and um obviously some of the some of the words firstly the words are just really beautiful i think they're really amazing mm. but some of the kind of phrases and um the ideas that the words get across it kind of really conjured this feeling in me of like holding yourself as a transmasculine person and like being there with your body that's yeah i thought it was great i thought it was brilliant yeah think- yeah yeah i think that you know going off the being uh with your body but also like this idea of like holding space for yourself mm. you know and and, and holding space for this new body and this new space and this new voice like that's like developing I think uh, especially for me like because I'm so early on of, of the transition it's like oh I, I just want to see changes really quickly but it's like this piece for me feels like a, a slowing down and an appreciation even for the the small changes that are happening and like breathing yeah. it in you know yeah like finding uh joy in the process I guess and and also mm-hmm. maybe you know maybe there's a question of like with this podcast being geared towards like things of a sexual angle like 
you can maybe argue like does this piece of work necessarily have a sexual weight and for me like the crossover is that feeling of like really connecting to your own body holding space for your body feeling engaged and like present within your body it kind of overlaps with what we were talking about of through self-discovery and and transition and aligning yourself more with with your body that's kind of where those two things overlap for me like does that all make sense absolutely yeah 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 absolutely yeah it does (laughs) so that's aj great piece of work untangled earphones and like i said we'll add all of aj's links to their socials and his soundcloud instagram all of that will be at the end of the podcast so leading on from that kind of very wholesome discussion about uh presence in bodies etc um to get more explicitly sexual (laughs) you know we've been talking about connecting with your body and that having a sexual power to it so to be more blunt I think it's a good time to talk about whether masturbation itself has been like a dysphoric or euphoric part of transition. And I mean, I kind of, as I alluded to earlier on when we were talking, for me, prior to kind of medical intervention, which is, you know, my path for transition, it was obviously a really dysphoric activity. It was not something I was comfortable with. And I think I see like a lot of narratives of people as they get to to grips with feeling comfortable in their bodies, they find masturbation to be like a euphoric experience or at least at least the experience of exploring how they get to that euphoric point to be in and of itself a part of gender euphoria. But from what we spoke about earlier, I think I'm still in a place where masturbation still feels dysphoric, which given the stage where I'm at in my medical transition and kind of how long I been out and kind of comfortable with my identity like I really would have hoped I was past that by now but no you know it's still something that I feel like I struggle with which is really frustrating what about you I think I think when I kind of realized what was going on my brain was like oh okay so we'd have a penis so you know <laughs> how are we how are we gonna do the feel okay with that now yeah I was like wow I, I don't have a penis that's that's a shame but basically I think for me it was kind of about discovering again kind of things that's not inherently like let's get straight into it and yeah. kind of making masturbation more of a whole process and ritual obviously not all the time but to learn to love where I'm at in my transition and to alleviate the dysphoria, it's kind of been a journey of, okay, let's make this like a whole thing about, you know, self-care and holding space for my body. It's getting better. Yeah. And I mean, to to explore that angle of finding euphoria um, within the process, like, have there been any like super positive experiences you've had or even any things that you were like, that's a thing that I really struggle with negatively? Um, I did notice, and it's something I'm still working on, is the ability to see my body whilst I'm doing it. So like, I yeah. tend to close my eyes, which I don't know if that's like a necessarily like a bad thing or it's just like a habit, but it kind of becomes a thing now of if I close my eyes I'm not I'm just focusing on what I'm feeling I don't have to see anything or like interact with my body in that way Mm. um so that was interesting to kind of discover have you had anything that was like similar or like anything that's been empowering or yeah for sure I mean like prior to top surgery like a hundred percent I just didn't want to see my body like at all and I mean, obviously, the the easiest method of dealing with that is like I had my binder on most of the time. But also, you know, sometimes you'll, sometimes you'll be in bed and you'll be 
it'll be nighttime and <laughs> you won't have your <laughs> clothes on because you shouldn't be sleeping in a binder um mm-hmm. and you know that's it's it's one of those things where you're you're lying in bed and you're just like hmm maybe i could uh get get it on with myself but you can't because you're you know you've already taken your binder off for the night and it's really inconvenient like what do i do get out of bed and put the binder back on that's like the least sexy thing i can think of in the moment but um since having had top surgery the kind of next thing i had to face was obviously not wearing a binder anymore but i've got these two big scars on my chest and obviously now it's been like a few years of healing and like i love my scars i'm so comfortable with them this is not me saying that anyone should feel uncomfortable about their scars but specifically right after surgery like they're pretty gory you know mm-hmm. i know like i like it's not it's not like a super sexy feeling or at least it wasn't for me to be lying in bed and be like oh wow there's like crusty lovely <laughs> 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 like ugh. Like, so that was that was something I didn't think about at all. Like you think about surgery coming up for so long, and you're so excited, and then it happens, and you're like, "Yes, yes, here!" <laughs> like I'm binderless, I'm free, I'm, I can be shirtless, and you're like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a wank shirtless because I can't." <laughs> <laughs> and then you like you lying down in bed, and you're like, "Oh God, there's like my nipples are brown." <laughs> from Scott <laughs> so you know I didn't I didn't anticipate that being a problem but there we are brilliant <laughs> so, I hope no one's eating the tea whilst listening to this because yeah, well, uh, we gave a warning slightly, that's what the warning we did was yeah for. true yeah. true <laughs> um off the back of that off the back of things like the negatives the positives if people are looking for advice, what have been some ways that you found to navigate dealing with dysphoria while exploring masturbation? Because, you know, I think there is some something to be said for like when exploring general sex um, and dealing with dysphoria. One thing that we don't think about very often is if you're having sex with somebody else, they're there to help you. Like they're there to support you if you're struggling. And when you're dealing with dysphoria and masturbation, like you're you're on your own. You're on your own, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. What do you do? How um, how do you validate I, yourself? I'd say this kind of potentially could come across as cringy, but I'm gonna say it anyway. And this kind of goes for anyone that's pre-T, on T, wherever you're at in your journey. Put on something that makes you feel good. And makes you feel hot i think is that music you know, or clothes both oh. <laughs> i wasn't even thinking of music but yeah both mm. why not um invest in things that you know clothes that are going to make you feel hot or like if you can't invest what i found really useful and this is like really it's a really small thing so i basically had a t-shirt and i cut it and i made it into a crop top and i'd wear mm. that with my binder and i'd be like wow this is a game this, changer. This whole you know? bit. Like, yeah, I, I was now. like, who, you know, who is yeah. this? Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's like a yourself. really, yeah. So it doesn't have to be super expensive. Just a little thing like cutting up a top, making it into a crop top, um, wearing boxes. You don't have to be like naked for this stuff. Obviously, like it's easier to be like, oh, I'm going to be naked, naked and have a wank. But like, there's something to be said for like feeling sexy in clothes. Like clothing mm. can be sexy, like make it a part of, of the routine. And that can be sexy too. You don't have to be, oh, I'm in a binder and I have to wear a binder when I'm getting down and dirty by myself or even not a binder like for, for anyone anyone who is wearing some kind of like gender affirmative piece of underwear or, or like body a, bo- a gender body sock <laughs> whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever whatever kind of like uh whatever you do to affirm your gender those things don't have to be featured i don't know where i'm going with this sorry <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it, I think it's just about finding what works for you. You could make it into a whole ritual, a whole routine. You could use things which kind of distract from your body, if that makes sense. So things like candles and scented candles and making it like a whole mood, as opposed to just being like, I'm going to do this thing and my body's here. Ah, you know, yeah. like you can do things to make your surroundings make you feel more calm and more relaxed as well. So in turn, you can treat your body with the the same kindness yeah i think that's yeah. a good way to put it that's some good advice great advice yes. from our amazing podcast which everyone should- <laughs> <laughs> yeah cool okay so next up we're going to bring you some work from our very own kenya kenya i'm going to give you a bit of an introduction <laughs> kenya is a queer black writer actor and creative he's very good he's my friend i can confirm it <laughs> Kenya is currently studying uh, on the European Theatre Arts course at Rose Bruford. He's got two years of experience with the Royal Exchange Young Company, as well as training with ALT actors. Kenya, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself too? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm quite proud of you know my most recent work playing the character Liam in um, TUC's trans awareness film and I did a verbatim piece called I Am at the Oval House where I basically multi-rolled um, alongside Safia Kavaz it was my first two-hander so I was very very proud of it um, I also released my debut poetry collection um, called 19 Years of Skin so that's exciting so yeah so today I'm going to basically be sharing a poem with you um, and it's called breastplate today it's strong really strong the feeling of wanting a flat chest and a dick to feel my chest pressing against another guy's to be part of that world that culture to be seen as male today it's strong and i don't know what to do with it i'm scared and i feel sick all at the same time i don't know who to tell i'm sick and i'm swaying is it worth telling Sometimes I feel free in my own skin, and other days I feel bound. I want you to see me as male, feel me as male, touch me as male on some days more than others. Today especially. How do you know if it's fluidity or more? How the fuck are you supposed to know? I feel sick and I'm so scared. I'm so scared and I feel like I need to explore this further, but I don't know how. And then there's that thing, that gender, it's, it's not a proper thing, is it? I feel uncomfortable in this body and I want a male's body. I'd prefer a male body. There's an appeal, there's strength, there's a flat chest, a deeper voice, guys fucking guys getting with guys, twink culture and jock straps, male erotic dancing and fetishizing, revealing that gay and trans is beautiful, skin to skin. Is it beautiful? Are you beautiful? I want to walk on the beach with my top off and swim in the ocean freely, feeling the cool waters caressing my naked chest. But my flesh suit says otherwise, curves in all the wrong places, a voice that was never mine. Today it's a lot. Today it's a lot and it's heavy and crushing and burning and itching. I don't know what to do or who to tell or what's right or wrong or anything. Confusion is the worst state, the worst place to be. A heavy burden in my chest. A heavy burden in my chest plate and foggy mess in the brain. A smudge of makeup on the face. A stain. Woo! Yeah, baby! 
thank you. I'm 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 here all week. Yeah, that's sick, man. Thank you so much for sharing. Honestly, I I don't know if this is just because I have such like a weird nostalgia-based fetish. No, it's not fetish. I used to like only. I used to be obsessed with listening to like audiobooks on tape when I was a kid to get me to sleep. And I think there's something really special about like hearing a writer's own work in their own voice. I don't know. I just, whenever you can hear a poet or an author's work in their own voice, I think it's, it brings something really special to it. But thank I you so much so. for sharing. <laughs> no worries. No worries. I have some upcoming work that you can actually look out for. Yes. Tell the people. <laughs> <laughs> so my poem, Breastplate. Um, features a manifesto for queer resistance with Kinesis Collective, made in collaboration with North London Creative Resistance and Gareth Pugh. I also recently performed a monologue to camera called Dear Tomorrow, Hope from Home. And the piece was written by Nemo Martin, um, working with Northern Stage. So, and I, again, like, cannot gas you up enough. Um, Everyone do go and check out Kenya's work. He's fantastic. And um, it's got some very special things in the books. So leading on from that poem, Kenya, which you shared with us, obviously there's quite the kind of like blunt confession line in the poem about just wanting a dick. And I think that leads us on really nicely to a conversation about the idea of toys, something very kind of common to use in 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 self-pleasure. <laughs> um, but toys specifically for trans people as like surrogates for body parts and sensations. And I mean, I think the kind of immediate thing that comes to mind is the idea of like, the word dildo as a trans okay. mask how do you feel about that because i fucking hate it i hate I... <laughs> the word dildo so much you know i just it makes my skin crawl and i don't mean that like about other people using it i just mm. when somebody talks about like a prosthetic that i use or like is like oh do you use a dildo i'm like never ever talk to me again <laughs> <laughs> brilliant i just hate brilliant. it but i don't know why i think it's because i have an association so at the time when i was growing up a dildo is something that women use and so it's just in my head there's like this connection between the word dildo and women mm. and so I... whenever somebody says it to me i'm just like no <laughs> I think I can relate to that. I have two first experiences of the word dildo, and I'm just going to briefly go into those. So the first experience was when I was younger, and I was staying at a friend's house, and my friend brought out their mum's dildo. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then we're like shaking it around and being like, my mum's got this dildo, and it was pink. It was like... (laughs) It was the stereotype. Um, and I was quite young and I, I didn't really know what it was. But from that moment, I just assumed that that's what girls did. And it was really strange. We even... them around at their friends. Like, look what yeah. I got. <laughs> <laughs> it was really strange because even in that moment, I separated myself from it. I was like, that's what mm. girls did. Oh, I, you I know, you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was like, that's not what I would do. That's what girls do. Yeah. And then the second instance is in the classically horrendous film White Chicks, where they're sat in the circle, I think it is. I, I haven't seen it in years. What, what is it? They're sat in the circle and they've got like dildos and they're like talking about stuff and they have to pass it around. So from that they as well, I was like... A dildo? I've definitely yeah. seen this film, but I have... I, I'm sure there's this anyway, or maybe I'm making it up. Maybe I, my brain just just made that up. Maybe but, who knows? Maybe <laughs> in white chicks, there's a group um, of people and they're passing around a dildo. Yeah, and they're all girls. So those are my two things. So I totally get where you're coming from. I don't know why it's associated with being female. I assume it's because like when you first come into contact with the idea of that, you're not really thinking about like, or when you when you're younger, there's maybe not a conversation around like the nuances of transness and sex, and so the idea of a dildo is a person without a penis and when you're younger at the time 
in your head that's a girl before you can kind of like learn that that's not the case mm. by the way i'd like to caveat this discussion with the fact that if you are a trans mask person or anyone else um, on the trans spectrum who uses something like this and calls it a dildo please don't feel like we're criticizing the words that you use i just think it's interesting that there's that kind of association in my head i think it's um, a fun word though it is <laughs> it did it did when i was a kid i used to really struggle to say some words i just like they felt weird in my mouth i didn't like the word flesh and i didn't like the word dildo maybe i just had a problem with the letter l i'm thinking about that now maybe that's the case we're really discovering some things about pete um in this episode yeah some important important things so kind of like going on from that then like Mm -hmm. what is what is your experience with pornography have you seen dildos in pornography have you seen trans people in pornography (laughs) well you know let's talk about that yeah so i mean like in in consideration of the idea of pornography is something that is a weapon in your arsenal of of (laughs) self-pleasure but i think the uh, the conversation around trans representation in uh pornography or pornographic imagery that we we all the images that we use privately is almost almost as important in some ways i guess as general representation like if you can't see yourself having sex then how can you kind of contextualize yourself having sex and like obviously i know that it's a natural feeling it's a natural sensation we all know how to do it but it does help like when you're struggling to picture your body as sexy it helps to see other people who have your body being sexy in sexual Mm. contexts. And I mean, for a very good reason, most trans-friendly and trans-inclusive pornography is behind a paywall. So Mm. when you're like a young person, like exploring the internet, um, that's not something you come across and like, you know, elephant in the room. We all know that trans pornography is a fetish uh, subsection, subcategory, which is really unpleasant and i think actually Mm. that might be the kind of way a lot of people first come across trans people which is kind of disturbing like as a fetish and that's not gonna make anyone feel good about themselves and also you know the majority the unequivocal majority of that is trans femmes being fetishized which must be really awful but i will say that when you do come across that kind of like rare glimpse of pornography that does kind of hold the nuances of your specific gender identity and show it in a way that is both fun and sexy but also feels like it's being respected as part of the pornographic work that's to me i mean super empowering what about you i think for yeah i think for sure i think the whole like the whole situation of of representation in porn is like it's lacking but also part of me is kind of glad it's behind paywalls because it's like it's for the safety yeah you know? and also as well i mean it means that in terms of kind of like the rise of uh self-promoted sites like things like OnlyFans and people having their work um behind paywalls and then promoting their own work it means that we know that like that money is going directly to a trans porn performer mm-hmm. rather than like a big company that might be using them for like fetishized content which is you know that's a great that's a great thing support yeah yeah it's super important super duper important i think it's always good to to know that trans people are, are you know able to, to kind of take it into their own and have that power i think that's really yeah. really great um i think the only instance where i have seen really good representation that's not behind a paywall um was one instance um where it was a trans porn star who for the first time this is the first time i'd seen anything like this who took control 
who was you know uh, the dom in the situation the dom <laughs> yeah no honestly like he yeah. you know he had all the power in the scene and i was like wow mm. but in a in a in a way where it's you know it wasn't like your usual aggressive dom it was quite soft but it was still in a way it's like i'm controlling this whole thing yeah and i don't know he just had a weird chemistry with the person on scene and i was like this is what it should be you yeah, know those dynamics can be really can be sexy but also empowering in like more ways than one i think all the time yeah absolutely yeah it's getting better but it's yeah. it's not where it needs to be again support your local trans sex worker and hopefully we'll see the representation we need to see in the world wink <laughs> <laughs> so obviously we've just chatted about specifically pornography but i think there are also other ways to kind of find sexy trans representation and kind of imagery and artwork specifically um so we did just want to kind of recommend some artists direct you towards some artists who create work in which we find sexy positive uh trans representation um so the first artist i wanted to flag up is vinx art on uh, instagram um I'd also like to say that we'll add all of these links to the description at the end of the podcast. Um, uh, but Vink's Art is on Instagram. They are a painter uh, and visual artist who create explicit sex scenes between trans people. And I also would like to direct people to Native Boy Toy, also on Instagram, who is a photographer and has specifically a series of work called Venus in Pisces, which is a photo series which depicts trans people in intimate settings in the bathroom. And I have also two recommendations. So my first one is at my pink your pink on instagram um and they basically do digital art but they do it in the forms of prints stickers pins and other stuff um it depicts queer people and trans people so it's kind of a range of bodies and it's just really cool to have in your house i just love having lots of queer art on my walls my, my whole room is is covered in queer art again support your local queer artists <laughs> yes do it and the second person that i want to uh, recommend is nancy underscore boy underscore erotica and um, so they make kind of like nsfw 18 plus kind of um paintings i'd say um some of it is kind of like digital drawings as well but there's a lot of painting stuff there it's mainly between trans people yeah and they're just all loving themselves and having a great time and you need to see that you need that in your room do it buy it buy it do it watch it make it bend it break it by the way r.i.p uh r.i.p daft punk why they broke up yeah i know but what have they got to do i said buy it break it bend it flip it i don't know what that reference is that's one of their songs So, lastly, for you all, we now have our sexy trantham moment. Sexy trantham. Our sexy trantham for this episode is a song by the artist Zand. That's capital Z A N D. They're a non binary artist who creates ugly pop. And tonight we're going to be playing for you Slut Money. Ooh. Pizza lies on 
tears up in my Amazing one, absolute banger. Thank you so much for Zand for letting us use their great song. Um that is actually all we have time for, lovely listeners. Um thank you so much for sticking with us while we got uh hot and bothered. Wink. Um, but before we say goodbye, we'd just like to leave you today with something that makes each of us, your sexy trans hosts, feel sexy. I'm can you start. Can you what yeah. makes you feel sexy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be really basic, but like I just live my jockstrap fantasy. That's all I'm saying. Good, good. Honestly, wow. good. I think jockstraps are fucking cool as fuck. Um <laughs> You stole my you fucking bitch. It's <laughs> fine. You can have the same one. It's okay. <laughs> no, that's so rubbish. Um, oh my god, no. Do you know what? I've thought of something that makes me feel sexy. This is so uh, dumb, vapid, vain. But I was going back through my camera roll of photos the other day uh, to delete mm-hmm. some stuff uh, for a video I was filming. 
and I came across a video of myself at Pride um, 2019 Manchester Pride and mm-hmm. it's me uh, absolutely steaming drunk at one in the morning wearing white jeans and angel wings and I turn to the camera Aww. and just do like Charlie's Angels finger guns and, and I was looking like cute and like ripped at the time or like ripped wow. from me ripped from me <laughs> <laughs> I love and I was that. like do you know what good job Pete sexy <laughs> <laughs> With that, we must now say goodbye. But also not before, once again, thanking our wonderful, wonderful, amazing, talented, brilliant guests who have all been so kind in letting us share their work. Like we said, we'll include everyone's ats and links in the description underneath the podcast. But you can find AJ's work on his SoundCloud and Instagram, which is under at non underscore binary. And you can find Zand at their Instagram, I hate Zand. And you can find their new EP, Ugly Pop, on Spotify and Apple Music, as well as watch the music video for Slut Money on YouTube. And if you want to support us too, you can find Kenya on his Instagram, abstractkid underscore, and myself on my Instagram at ptparty underscore. Cool. So yeah, huge thank you and love to rise for giving us this spot on Amplify. And also to all of you for listening to us. Have a great week. I love you. Bye. 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 This podcast was brought to you by the Rise Collective. Thank you to Marla Axon, Amy Parks, Kyle Blackburn, Sarisha Kumar, Max Sanderson, and Claude Barbet-Brown. Music by Pembroke. We would also like to thank the Young Londoners Fund for making this series of Amplify possible. If you'd like to find out more about RISE and support our work, visit our website www.therisecollective.org.uk or follow us on Twitter at RISE Amplify or Instagram at The Rise Collective UK. See you next time on Amplify.